Good afternoon. I'm Anne Gio. I'm here with uh, Miriam Taylor for today's episode of Public Affairs. I'll be switching out the hosting duties with Lynn Koppel, so you'll be hearing from her some of the time and then me the rest of the time. So how are you doing today, Miriam? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. So Miriam's joining us from Newcomb Art Museum, um, and she's here to kind of promote a new exhibit that they have, which I saw, and it was great, called <laughs> the... Uh, Persister exhibit. Mm -hmm. I did do a little, uh, my eyes leaked a little bit because it, it's an emotional exhibit. It but <laughs> It definitely is. It was a labor of love for all of us, but it's, it's turned out really wonderful. Did you, did you cry when you, when you, the first, at any point, did you get emotional? <laughs> yeah. You know, we, uh, we interviewed these 30 formerly incarcerated women and they have, um, how many? 30 formerly wow, okay. incarcerated women. Um, and they have some incredible stories. They've been through, through some really extreme, um, situations, but they've all come out with, just such persistence and such grace. And it's been wonderful to get to know these women and partner with them on the show. Yeah. When I was there, I was like, <clears throat> after the emotional parts, when I, <laughs> when I left, I did, there was kind of a sense of uh, joy and peace that they were able to impart through their stories, which I thought was really great. Yeah. Um, so I guess the first question I had was kind of just about the conceptualization of the exhibit, just wh whose idea it was, how it started, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So the show, um, Persister Incarcerated Women of Louisiana, um, we really started working on this about three years ago. Our oh, director, uh, Monica Ramirez Montague, um, and had this this passion, and she really wanted to partner with the community about this. We may be, you know, air quotes here, experts on the art, but we are not um, necessarily experts on incarceration and that lived experience. And so for three years, she's been working um, tirelessly with different members of the community, and we were fortunate enough to... Um, be partnered up with Sarita Stye Martin and Dauphinette Martin, who are both formerly incarcerated women who work with Operation Restoration. Um, and they, along with uh, Women with a Vision, which is another organization in town. So what's, uh, what is Operation Restoration? Um, so it's an organization that really um, advocates and aids for women um, formerly incarcerated as well as currently incarcerated. Okay, cool. Um, and same with Women with a Vision. And they helped put us in touch with uh, 30 formerly incarcerated women. And that's kind of how this whole uh, exhibition came to be. We wanted to focus on mass incarceration in Louisiana mm -hmm. and specifically women because their stories aren't told. Um, it's too Classic, often, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's too often overlooked. And the, is the issues that are faced by women are really unique to them. Um, for example, incarcerated women... Um, who are mothers? Eighty percent of women who are in jail are mothers. Yeah, that was one of the that was one of the things that stuck me, with me when I was there. That I saw some data about how when you know men are incarcerated, it kind of hurts the family, but when women are incarcerated, it just decimates the family structure. Absolutely, and so many of the women that we interviewed are mothers, and so they spoke about their personal experience um, and how how do you raise a family on the outside? What does that what does that situation look like? Um, and so through all of their personal stories, these 30, these 30 women, we gave their stories to 30 artists. Several of them are New Orleans uh, locals that everyone knows and loves. Um, Keith, yeah, I recognize a couple yeah, of the names. Yeah, Keith Duncan, Devin Reynolds, Anastasia Harris, Pires, the photographer. Yeah, Cosima Harris, uh, Mapo Kennard, uh, just uh, wonderful names all throughout. Um, and so each of them created a brand new work of art inspired by each woman's story. So w w I'm curious about how the, the 30 women that were selected, uh, was, was there any rhyme or reason to how they chose? Were, were these like 30 women who are now sort of working in advocacy or? Some of them are. Some of them are just women who have um, been released and just working, you know, day to day. 
Um, our partner organizations, Operation Restoration and Women with a Vision, really um, kind of presented the idea to several women, and these were women who were excited about it. And so we were really fortunate to be able to get to know them mm -hmm. and work with them on this experience. So I thought it was just so well put together. Oh, um, I did want to ask who was the curator. And curation has always been something I've been kind of curious about, you know, because I'm not really an art aficionado. <laughs> so if you could just say anything about how the curation came together, because there was, a, you know, it was just so cool. They had all these little interactive parts. And oh, well, thank you. The rap uh, music I was really <laughs> into. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, so our curators, our chief curators, our director, Monica Ramirez Montague, um, as well as Laura Blero. Okay. Um, and basically the curation, the idea of it is we had these themes that have been brought to us by the women themselves that they wanted to pay attention to. So specifically the root causes um, mm -hmm. of mass incarceration, specifically how it deals with women, um, incarcerated mothers and that experience. Um, the physical and behavioral health toll in women, you know, Ooh, it's a complete... That's a meaty subject. Yeah, well, and a lot of um, prisons and jails are designed for men. They weren't designed mm -hmm. for women, and women's bodies are different. Their experiences are different. And then we wanted to... And then they wanted to end really um, talking about reentry, the challenges that exist, as well as the opportunities. And so as far as creation goes, um, they kind of divided the, the space and the galleries according to these different issues. So okay. that there's really a, a timeline as you're walking through... And you're kind of getting this experience. How do mm -hmm. women first come in contact with the carceral state? And then what is it like while they're there? And then when they come out, what is that experience? Okay, yeah. I, now that you're mentioning it, that was, I guess that was how the, the art, the little pieces were kind of grouped together. Mm -hmm. And I did love the um, timeline that kind of took you through, there's a timeline on the floor, you guys, <laughs> and uh, it, it has takes you through dates, you know, I think they start in like in the 1800s and then finish up when... Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's kind of the history of, um, honestly, the prison system in America with specific dates um, matching to Louisiana. And we were really fortunate to work with Andrea Armstrong, who is a professor at Loyola. She's fantastic. Uh -huh. And she... Um, has done a lot of research and data on this. And so she contributed um, some scholarly effort and oh, I love good push behind it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, you know, that was kind of this whole exhibition is it was a labor of love and it was a partnership with, you know, directly impacted community with the artists, with scholars, with Tulane professors, and then with musicians. Like you said, you, um, mm -hmm. you mentioned the rap music earlier. So several of the women's stories are actually interpreted to brand new uh, music. By so cool. a lot of musicians we all know, um, Queen Colmadina, Lynn Drury, Margie Perez, Sarah Quintana, a lot of other people. Um, and we're actually going to end up having a concert of all of this. It's going to oh, be wow. free and open to the public on March 22nd. Awesome. Is that going to be held at the at art the museum? museum. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's going to be um, just a chance to really see and for the very first time these works performed, which will be really, really wow, incredible. Wow, that's, that's really awesome. Uh, I thought it was interesting, too, how you kind of mentioned the challenges with trying to humanize data. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's a just a challenge in the whole world these days, but specifically with this, it seems... Absolutely. And so much of the data, um, we were fortunate to uh, have some really wonderful partners again. The Vera Institute, we were able to collect data from Prison Policy um, Institute, which uh, they just have... So much data, and a lot of these numbers are really striking. Um, again, 80% of women in uh, jails are mothers. Only 82% of women who are incarcerated are there for violent offenses. Yeah, I found I that mean, one that should be nuts. Most of it's, it's like a driving with suspended licenses, exactly. things like that. Exactly. Um, and so we wanted to say, look, we know that the data is hard and harsh, and sometimes people can't comprehend it or they just glaze over 
And again, sometimes... or even I thought I thought it was interesting to uh, the data about the, the before they contact the precarceral state, how many of them had just been abused as yes. children, or yeah. that was kind of some striking data to yeah. me. Yeah, and all of that's really really striking data. So we wanted to figure out a good way to um, to make it uh, to. Digestible, put a, human, yeah. put a human, yeah. And so um, we worked with an incredible illustrator, um, Tasleen Van Hatten, to create these infographics that are painted on the walls. And so each of them focus on a specific issue, again, as they go along with those four issues I mentioned previously. Um, so when you walk in, you see these numbers, but then you see the women. You see the portraits, which are by Alison Beyonde, um, an incredible photographer. And then you hear the voices of the women themselves. So we have headphones. We have the stories from the women coming in their own voices. And then you see the artwork as well. And so you're kind of immersed in every single room with this experience. Rather than it being just completely jarring, it's it's immersive. It's meant to be Immersed is a great word. I noticed that it was like so emotional. I almost couldn't even engage with it fully. And we, <clears throat> and so that was something we've tried to be really intentional with. Women, One of the women um, who we interviewed had suggested we should have some type of safe space or some yeah, type of space yeah. where people, if they do get emotional or, um, you know, triggered or anything. And so we worked with the architectural school at Tulane and had um, some students contribute ideas for design. And one of those was a safe space that's within the museum so that if you need a minute to just go and sit, there is actually a separate room. Yeah, if you, you want to describe that, that little uh, kind of space that was in the middle of that. Yeah, it's, so it's um, it's a separate room. It's uh, We have dark curtains. And then there's also just um, different materials and things there that are kind of therapeutic or you can work with your hands and just get a chance to sit and meditate on what you've just um, ex- learned and been faced with and kind of just breathe for a minute and then you can get back. So how long did it take, uh, I'm sorry, you mentioned an artist who did the hand-painted infographics? Oh, yeah, Tasleen Manhattan. <laughs> that must have taken her a really long time, did it? Did you guys watch <laughs> that come together? We did. I was she... so impressed by these, like, hand-painted, really detailed infographics. On yeah, the she is great. So she <clears throat> created the um, the illustrations, and then we also had some additional artists who are help us, help us every now and then come nice. in and fill in some lines and make it all okay, work out. Okay. But, yeah, they uh, they came together. Every, all The whole show came together Um to just really, it's crazy. There, you'll see that there's kind of this color scheme of purple in the show, which yeah, is what you'll I did see like in the, the illustration. Um, just you know, trying to retake that color of purple as power and royalty, and really bring um, some really honor to these women and their stories. And then, completely by accident or by um, kismet, really, a lot of the artists ended up using purple in their work. We have this incredible Mardi Gras Indian um, suit that's by Sharice Harrison Nelson um, and in honor of Zena, Zena Mitchell, who's um, one of the persisters, as they call themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up being purple as well. And it's this just beautiful hand-beaded uh, suit with a headdress and shoes. And it's just funny how that all ended up coming together. Yeah, now that you're mentioning it, there was a lot of purple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other thing I wanted to ask, so sort of in the last room, they have a, I guess it's an interactive. Yeah. Little thing with envelopes and strings. I'll let you describe that because I don't even know what you call that, but it was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> so we're calling it message in an envelope. Okay. Um, and what it is is we uh, we worked with the graduates, which is um, an organization, a, a group in town that came out of LCIW's drama club, and they had created this beautiful quilt that's right when you first walk into the into the museum. And what it is, it's beaded, and it has the, the 107 names of women serving life sentences. Wow. And those women, they asked, what does freedom mean to you? And they sent us note cards back. And so all of those note cards are in this 
kind of almost looks like a rain cloud or something, but prettier. And y'all, um, their answers are emotional. <laughs> and so we have. That, that's the part I couldn't help hold it together when I was reading everyone's answers about what they wanted the world to know about their freedom. Yeah. And so we have um, the notes from women who are currently serving life sentences. And then we also have that same question um, posed to the women within the show, the formerly incarcerated women, what does it mean to you? And then we have um, a separate envelope where people can write their own answers back. And we've been um, collecting those, sending them to the women so that they can see and have an interaction with the show. Um, And there's actually a couple of interactive elements. So there's that one, which is the message in an envelope. At the end of the timeline, there's a tree on the wall. And what we really wanted is, you know, we realized that a lot of the timeline is really heavy material. Mm -hmm. It's really kind of depressing. And then at the very end, we wanted to have some positive um, dates. A lot of that has to do with the reform that has happened recently in Louisiana and, and at the national level. And then people can contribute their own date. People have come in who have said, oh, this is the date that I was released, or this is the date my father was released, or this is the date I first learned about this type of situation, or I met someone who had been incarcerated. And it's just kind of a chance for people to continue the conversation. And then we also have um, this element that is um, a garden. It's called A Solitary Garden for Moms. It's by artist Jackie Summel. And it is in front of um, the museum, which is right inside of the Newcomb Pottery Garden, which was dedicated in honor of Judith Hinken. Um, We have this interactive garden that is, the flowers were all selected by women who are currently incarcerated who are mothers. And so it's an, we're working in operation with the the system to um, plant these these flowers and then taking pictures of them, having postcards made and sending that back um, to the women who planted so they can see this positive outgrowth of their experience and know that people haven't aren't overlooking them that they are are paying attention and are talking about these yeah, experiences. Yeah, they haven't forgotten. No, no one's yeah. forgotten. In fact, in fact, a lot of the flowers are forget-me-nots. Oh, really? That's really great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't even notice that. Uh, I did notice there was kind of a sculpture up front, yeah, but I guess I didn't realize how intentional that little yeah, exhibit and, was. And the sculpture itself is the exact um, dimensions of a solitary of a, of a solitary cell. Oh, wow. I love the, the intentionality. I noticed... Uh, the Anastasia Pilas's yeah, yeah. um painting that was on display, the uh dimensions of the canvas were actually the height it's of the, the woman whose story that she was telling. Yeah, absolutely. It's the wingspan of Sarita Stein Martin, actually one of our um co partners. Uh it's when Anastasia and her met to talk about the piece. Um Sarita Stein Martin's an incredible woman and she's just such a force of nature, just a force whenever you walk in. Um and Anastasia noticed that and so made the painting the exact wingspan of um, of Sarita. One of my favorite things about art is like, you, you know, you, you think these little things don't really have any point to them, but even something as small as the dimensions of yeah. the canvas yeah. can have a lot of meaning, which is, you know, I guess kind of the point of art, you <laughs> might say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything is definitely intentional and um, these conversations, it's so crazy. So we... You know, we interviewed the women. I knew all these stories and went over them. And then once the art came in to see what the artists chose to focus on and what they had an additional conversation with the women and what was pulled out was just incredible because it just continues to further the story. Um, Yeah, it was really interesting to see each artist, their, you know, their unique take that they took on the story mm -hmm. because they're all they're you know, a huge range. There's like a little video yeah. graphic there's uh <clears throat> i love the one that was said like something like 
pray. Oh, you can't pray at my yeah. problems. Yeah, that's yeah. Devin Reynolds. Um, yeah, that was kind that of was a, a, great a line. take on thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people absolutely. like to, thoughts and prayers are great, but you know, but sometimes action is needed. <laughs> yeah. And what was and he talks about that. So we have their artist statements with there. And Devin, um, he was interviewing Leah Stern, um, one of the persisters, and she she basically talks about how prayer is great, but she had to pull herself up. She had to pull herself mm-hmm. out and make her own way out of. Um, back when she got re-entered into society. And so he focuses on that and is like, yeah, this is, you can't pay my problems. And he's saying, look at how powerful this woman is. Look at her persistence. Look at her, you know, resiliency in the face of such, you know, hardship. And I did have a question. I don't know if you know too much about this, but the um, the one art feature that was, it had like wallpaper mm-hmm. and it looks like those, the wallpaper was like digital yes. of, of shirts. Yes. Was it the prison uniforms? It was. So that is um, artist Amy Elkins. She's great. Um, and it is, she makes, what it is, it's a wallpaper. When you walk in, it's a wallpaper. And then there's kind of these family portraits that look traditional. But when you take a closer look, it had been stitched from, um, yeah, the material of prison uniforms. And then she digitized it. It was so cool looking. Um, you had to get in real close to see that close. detail. but Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's one of my favorite pieces it's, it's striking. It's beautiful. And um, there's just so much in depth to it. She interviewed, interviewed Tanya Isaac and um, she had been talking about her experience as a mother. And so that's why these portraits are all of women with their children and just mm-hmm. kind of pregnant. The layers. There's yep. a lot of pregnant women. Yeah. The, the layers of all of that are really great. Another feature I loved, too, was when you're leaving. So mm-hmm. you're all, you know, emotional. You just saw this heavy, heavy stuff. When you're leaving, there was like a little booth that had a uh, little, I guess, cards from tons of different nonprofits yeah. or whatnot that you could volunteer for. So it was almost like a little call to action yeah. as you were leaving. Definitely. We have um, kind of two things. One, we have a, a, a bowl of seeds, which is part of Jackie Summel's piece, um, that if you want to take some of these flowers home to your own house and plant, you can have a, a moment of growth. And then, yeah, when, we, when you leave, there are... Um, cards from nonprofits all around town who are advocating and aiding and just helping um, incarcerated women, families, men, you know, anyone who's really out there in the community serving each other. Um, And we, yeah, if you want to take one, if you want to learn how to volunteer, if you just want to learn what that organization does, we wanted it to be really intentional that when you leave the exhibition, there's... You don't just go home with your feelings. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And we also have these um, really fun stickers that are uh, more illustrations by Mm -hmm. Tasleen Van Hatton. Just talking about some of the statistics, and we've been encouraging Tulane students to take them and give them to another student and say, hey, do oh, you know about so cool. mass incarceration? Let's have a conversation. Um, just as, again, a way to continue the exhibition beyond its doors. Yeah, I was kind of curious, too, about what uh, ha- what roles, I guess, the art department at the actual university mm-hmm. played in it. And so I guess you kind of touched on it with the design students. Yeah, the design students were actually from the architectural school. Um, but no, the art department's a great partner. They um, are always around and just and, and helping us. And Allison Beyonde actually is an MFA student at the art department. So she okay, was the one cool. who took the portraits of all of the women. So this was, was this the first uh, time the, the Newcomb Art Museum has kind of did a little foray into the social justice world? Or have you guys kind of been there before? Yeah, this is probably the most... Um, intense and expansive one that we've mm-hmm. done. Um, you know, we've always, since our transition into an art museum um, in 2015, we've definitely been really intentional about f- focusing on women artists, artists from underrepresented communities. Um, we did a whole show um, two summers ago about Puerto Rico and when it was up for the referendum for statehood and talking mm-hmm. about the crisis there. 
Um, but this has definitely probably been the biggest that we've done. Um, and we're committed to do this uh, two more times over the next 10 years. So, so we two more of these big social two more, awesome. well, so two more specifically on uh, the mass, on mass incarceration oh, wow. and on, um, yeah, the prison system in, in Louisiana. So can you uh, give us an inside peek <laughs> at what it'll be or well, have you not gotten there yet? We're actually going to, um, at the end of the show, we're going to invite all the community members that we partnered with to come back in and say, okay, what's an issue that's awesome. being, that's, that's not being addressed. Like a, just a discussion, just like a, a public dis- discussion. Yeah, public cool. discussion. You know, we recognize that this was a perfect fit for us because we do like to focus on um, women artists and the issues of women just because of our history as a, you know, women's yeah. college. Um but we know that there are more issues out there, and the only people who can tell us what they are are the people who are directly impacted. Okay, yeah. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So how do you guys promote, uh, I guess, well, you're promoting it <laughs> right, right <here>. now. <laughs> but uh, I guess just getting the public out yeah. to those events is going to be kind of an integral part in deciding your next step. Yeah, absolutely. So and if you want to hit the dates again for all these events yeah, that you had. Yeah, we've had a lot of and the, the thing about the museum, we're free. We're always free, always open to the public. And then we have a ton of um, more events coming up at the museum for people to come out and experience. Again, March 22nd is going to be that concert. Um, again, free, open to the public. It's Lynn Jury, Sarah Quintana, Ke- Queen Cold Medina, Spirit McIntyre, Margie Perez, and Keith Porteous. Um, and then every second Saturday at noon, we have a free exhibition. Tour. Oh, cool. And then also on the third Thursday at noon, we have a free exhibition tour if you can take a lunch break during awesome. your week. Um, and then on April 13th, we're going to have um, a lot of the artists who worked with the show and artists who work in social justice around town to come in and talk about that experience of being an artist who works with social justice or social work in some way. Um, so that's April 13th. Um, and then April, May 11th, a lot of the persisters who are in the show, whose experiences are there, are going to come and have an open discussion. And New Orleans Jazz Orchestra is going to come and do awesome. a little performance. And that's Mother's Day weekend, so it's a great chance oh, to come wow. out and really, yeah. you know, talk support about motherhood and support womanhood. mother and women issues. Exactly. Um, and then June 8th, we're going to have a performance by Michaela Harrison, and we're going to have um, a public policy panel. Um the Louisiana ACLU chapter is going to be there, Southern Poverty Law Center. A lot of people are going to come out and talk about policy issues. And then we're going to close the museum. The exhibition closes July 6th, but for Juneteenth, we're going to have a big celebration oh, as well. Fun. And be kind great. of be a, just yeah. a big party, um, just kind of shutting it down. But all of the events, all of the um, information about the exhibition, you can find at persister.info. Um, and you can also see the art and see the interviews and hear the interviews there. Awesome. Well, thanks, Miriam. I guess that about wraps it up. Oh, well, thank you so much, Anne. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> and that's our show for today. That was Miriam Taylor for the Persister Art Exhibit at the Newcomb Art Museum. And thank you for listening to Public Affairs on WRBH 88.3 FM. Be sure to tune in every Monday at 3 p.m. and Sundays at 8 a.m. for more public affairs. And don't forget, you can also listen at WRBH.org or stream live from our official WRBH app, which you can find in the App Store.